0: Into her own, filmmaker Daniel Traub nimbly illuminates the fascinating journey of Ursula von Rydingsvard, from her difficult early life in a family of nine, emigrating to the U.S. after five years in a post-World War II German displaced persons camp, a traumatic first marriage, and her arrival in New York in the 1970s, where she hopes to establish herself as an artist, and to this staggering, triumphant body of work she subsequently has produced. Von Reisingsward is one of the few women in the world working in monumental sculpture. Into Her Own goes behind the scenes with Von Reisingsward as she and her collaborators, cutters, metalsmiths, and others produce new work, including a challenging commission of copper and bronze. The film is called Ursula von Reisingsward, Into Her Own, and we're joined today by the director, Daniel Traub. Daniel Traub, welcome back to Film School Radio.
1: Thank you. Thank you so much.
0: Thank you for well. Uh, tell me a little bit about how you got to know about uh, Ursula von Rydingsvard, and how did you approach her about doing a documentary about her and her life? She
1: she actually saw a short film of mine called "Shooting Phoenix" um, several years ago, but five or six years ago, at uh, Mass Mocha. And uh, I, I I didn't really know of her work very well. I I had seen a few of her, of her pieces in New York, um, but wasn't that uh, aware of her. Uh, but when she saw my film, uh, she was at the time in the process of mounting an exhibition in Venice, and she suggested to um, the Yorkshire Sculpture Garden, who was who were putting on the exhibition, to commission me to make a, a short documentary of of the process of putting on this um, show in venice so i made i made a 10-minute film and that was really the the time where when i got to know her got to know her work um i became really uh, taken with with her with her with her process and her her story uh and it turns out that i was at the time was living about 10 minutes away from her studio um, and I, I kind of when I finished that short film, I, I sort of felt like I wasn't really finished. Uh, that I was um, kind of there was more for me to explore. So I um, I kind of you know broached the idea of uh, making a longer film, uh, and she was uh, eager and um, open to the idea. And kind of for fortuitously, at the time, she was working on she had been commissioned to make a uh, a very large-scale sculpture by Princeton University uh, out of a material that she had never used before, uh, copper. and i I sort of got the sense that that could be sort of the the backbone of the story mm-hmm. uh, because she was she was just at the time starting this process, and it was it was kind of um, very challenging for her. So that that was kind of the start. Like I d- I decided to you know see how it would go to follow the process of that that sculpture unfolding. Um, so in in doing that, I I kind of would go to her studio um, a couple times a week, which be so, since it was close, so so close to my own uh, studio, and um, that that was the beginning of the process.
0: Before we get into uh, her. Her life, which I alluded to in the introduction, it's a fascinating, incredible, uh, incredibly difficult, challenging life that she that led her to this point uh, in her life. But I want to talk about sort of a, a an overview, a description of her work for someone who uh, we're obviously doing an an audio uh, interview, so it's you can't I can't can't see her work. How would you describe it? And I know there are various stages of her career, so it, it does evolve. Her, her, her sculptures have evolved over time. But for the layman, for someone on the outside looking in, how would you describe her work?
1: That's it's a good question, because for me, um, in a way, her work, is not, it does, it's not something that draws attention to itself. In, in a way that maybe that's why you know I was aware of her work living in New York. It didn't really, uh, I didn't connect a name to it or like for instance, there's her work is at the Barclays Center in New York. It almost feels like this old tree or this old uh, natural structure that's been there uh, forever, uh, or that's kind of part of the the landscape. So in a way, it doesn't immediately. Uh, Call attention to itself as a as a work of art, or or, or something that um, you immediately pay attention to. But I think once I became aware of her and and aware of the body of her work, then it then it become became much more um, resonant and powerful to me. Um, I guess I would describe it as uh, there, there's a kind of timelessness about it. Uh, as as I was saying, it's it's almost this work that it feels like it's been there for. For forever you know it's, it has this kind of very primordial power but at the same time when you, once you get to know it it's also something very intimate and personal it's work that really feels like it um, comes from a very personal and um, uh, uh, place in, in this person's life and so it, it gives a sense that she this person really Dug deep into themselves and was making work that uh, came out of their their own very personal struggles. Mm-hmm. So I think that's what's that's what ver- what's quite unique about her work is that on the one hand it it kind of has this universal um, quality, this kind of almost natural uh, presence, but also but at the same time is something very uh, specific and very um, personal. Mm-hmm. It has a kind of very um, intimate and human quality.
0: I'm going to take a stab at it, too. I, I wasn't familiar with her work before I saw your film, but it, it's something, first of all, she works in a, correct me if I'm wrong, but she works on a very large scale projects. At least she's become known for that. Is that fair?
1: Right. Uh, yeah, I think that's what she's known for. She works at lots of different at all different scales. Actually, I mean, she also does um, two dimensional work, works on paper, right, uh, which is a little bit less known for. But she, um, for sure, that her big, her large scale works are what she's known for.
0: Right, and and looking at them through the lens of your film, the her work looks, and you describe it a little bit as well. This way, very natural. But not of this world. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It does. It doesn't look like things you have seen in nature, although it looks very natural. And and maybe it's not fair to say you've not seen in nature. It it, it, it There's it bears similarities to things that we would we would ascribe to the natural world, but there's something uh, almost uh, Promethean about the work. It looks very. It's it grabs for me seeing it in in your film. It it. It demands your attention because I'm trying to figure out what it is, what or what it reminds me of. It, it's uh, it's intriguing for sure.
1: That's I think that's a good description. There's something almost um, they almost feel like these alien life forms <laughs> coming, yeah. coming yeah. down there. But yeah. it, but at the same time they're very they almost feel familiar and reassuring for me anyway yeah. like they, they're this yeah they're, they're very foreign um, you know yeah on otherworldly but at the same time you know they, they seem to come out of us you know out, out of humanity right so it's this, it's this kind of strange uh, dichotomy
0: uh, a lot of her work that we see in the film it, it gives the appearance of something that's almost exploding out of the ground There's a there's an element of that where it it's it's a smaller with at the bottom and and it, it blows up from there. So uh, watch, looking at, and in, in a lot of these natural environments that we see it in, uh, or in front of buildings, it just literally looks like something that's exploding into our world in a way. Uh, so these are just my very subjective uh, observations, having seen this uh, the work in the film, but it's really right. quite right. compelling, uh, nonetheless. And she has just an incredible backstory and you get into it in, in the film. Uh, into her own Ursula von Reitingsward, and and it, it's an amazing story. I don't want to go into every detail of it, but I think we need to talk about where she was literally born of war, if that's a good way to put it, right? Yeah. She was born in World War, during World War II. That's
1: right, yeah. Um, in, in Poland, right? She was actually born in Germany. Her father father was Ukrainian and her mother was Polish. And then they were um, laborers during the war uh, held by the Nazis and then later placed in displaced persons camps uh, where she spent the first 10 years of her life before she came to the States.
0: And also, I don't think it's, and I think it it bears on her work ethic, her outlook on life, or a lot of things. She came out of a very abusive um, family where the father was very abusive physically to seven kids, and he apparently was a very angry and bitter person who took it out on his children. That's right. It, it's it, it's incredible, and uh, so that's I that sort of lays the foundation for uh, for her story, her her family story. Her her brother Stas is in the film and right. uh, gets into a it. One of the things I want our listeners to know about this film into her own Ursula von Writings, Writingsward is that how it is such a wonderfully compact, and I, I said to you off, off camera, there's not a wasted scene in this film in terms of telling her personal story, but giving us context for the kind of artist she has be, she was and is becoming even to this day. It's really a beautiful film to to understand, you give us a lot of information, but in a very relaxed sort of way. Um, I, I, I ask these, or I'm I saying this because I wanna kind of understand your process and how working with her and how you came to put the film
1: together the way that you did. The final film was took um, probably three years of editing, um, kind of a lot, lots of starts and stops based on trying to get, raise enough money but um we we had probably thirty, twenty 20 or 30 versions of the film over over this time and some some were quite a bit longer and um you know different had different structures so it it was really kind of trial and error um just trying different uh formulations and different lengths to see what worked best and in the end we found that um this length and this structure was the Kind of told the story best and um, the, in the most succinct way. Yeah, in terms of um, the process, I, I was uh, talking to somebody yesterday uh, about, in a way, it, it sort of mirror, it mirrors Ursula's process. Uh, I, don't, I don't know if we decided, I decided that intentionally, but. Uh, I didn't really plan the film in the beginning to be you know kind of a fe- like a feature length, or it just sort of slowly evolved uh, to be what it what it was. Um, I think partly just i I kept accumulating footage and I we kept editing, and it just sort of out of um, kind of organically, it grew to what it is through trial and error, well, which is which is quite similar to how how she works. You know like she doesn't really plan her. Her sculptures, or sketch them out beforehand. They, they just kind of uh, develop um, piece by piece on their own.
0: Thank you for that. Thank you for for bringing that into the conversation. That's that was another part of getting to know a little bit about her that I found fascinating. That just as you described it, she these these works evolve over the course of the making of them, and as as a filmmaker, you you would completely understand that uh, that that process. It just works beautifully, and, 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 and for a lot of different reasons. You were the primary cinematographer on the film. Uh, right. You worked with someone quite a bit in the film, uh, in the making of the film, Mikel. Yeah. Uh, Zar- Zabafian. 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 Yeah. Um, yeah. He
1: he 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 took on quite a few roles. Um, anyway, it was a it was a relatively low budget film, so everybody did a bit of everything. So he was. Uh, he worked as a second camera, sound person, um, a post-production supervisor, and uh, lots of other roles too. <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, the the subject of the film, um, Into Our Own, Ursula von it bears some similarity to a, a previous film of yours, uh, The Barefoot Artist. I'm just kind of curious because they're both about artists who are healing and bringing about healing, not only for themselves, but in a sort of in a grander setting for for others as well. Uh, Was that something that you realized before you started working with Ursula or was it something that just sort of became known to you? Um, through her
1: stories that's a good question i guess it, it became apparent later later after i um, got to know her but it wasn't it wasn't something i certainly not consciously um, sought out uh, to, to make another film that was had had kind of echoes of the barefoot artist um, but it, but i as i was working on um, uh, inter own i definitely uh, felt um, connections uh you know the, the barefoot artist was about my mother so that that it was partly my own story and and uh when i was making into her own there was particularly when i was interviewing her uh, ursula's daughter who's about the same age as me uh, there was certainly similarities in our our upbringing and how you know the experiences that she had uh, growing up with a artist as a mother but uh yeah, yeah. <laughs> i don't know if i I don't think I sought, sought it out to make another um, film like that,
0: but I, that's what happened. I just found fascinating when I was looking at uh, having you have having been on the program for Barefoot Artist and I, I was looking back just right. to, to sort of I, for information purposes, and I realized, oh my goodness, this is a film. In, there's similar uh, sort of backstories and themes, and nonetheless, both of them are wonderful films. Barefoot Artists, as well as this one, Into Our Own, Ursula von. Writingsvard, Writingsvard, and it is uh, uh, congratulations on both work. Congratulations on the uh, the release of Ursula von Writingsvard into her own. But uh, congratulations on
1: that. Congratu- how can people see film? Um, it's streaming virtually um, at different theaters throughout the country, uh, starting on June 5th. Um, you can you can if you go to the website into her own film dot com you can get a a, um, a list of screening uh, links. So it's kind of a complicated a new era. I mean everything is screening virtually at the moment.
0: It, it, yes, absolutely. Everything
1: is. <laughs> we're all in a virtual world
0: now. And that's uh, right. That's well, right. Yeah. Well, uh, Mike. Con- I mean, it,
1: go ahead. It, it should be it should be going to um, video on demand um, probably by the fall. Hopefully.
0: Well, Daniel Traub, I want to thank you so much for spending some time with us here on Film School Radio. Uh, the film, again, is Ursula von Rydingsvard Into Her Own. Thank you so much. Come back anytime you've got uh, new work. I'd uh, love to talk to you again.
1: Thank you so much.